find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? Sorry, man, lost my voice. <laughs> you guys obviously know why I lost my voice. I hate this shit. But yo, what's good, BTB Army? What's good to all the new listeners out there? Welcome to another brand new Yang Banging episode of the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast. Coming to you live from the Million Dollar Band Cave. You already know where I'm supposed to be, but oh well, y'all. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. A.K.A. the Korean curmudgeon, A.K.A. Mr. Badback, A.K.A. Cat Dick 1 and Cat Dick 2, A.K.A. Mr. Cloudy. Why Mr. Cloudy? Because I'll piss on your parade. Yo, guys, it feels like forever since I've been on the mic, right? Feels like forever since I've podcasted for some reason. I don't know, man. Fucking this week, though, yo. Fuck. Started physical therapy. Wasn't ready for that shit. Like, I thought I was just going to be getting some back treatments and shit. Like, I'm doing exercises and, like, I ain't in the motherfucking NFL, NBA, whatever. Doing, like, real physical therapy, like, with all these machines and shit. But I get it. I need it. You know what I'm saying? So, for those of you who follow me on my social media, which is, um, I assume, at least 90% of you guys. Yeah, like, never in history, not at least in Seahawks history, not in 10 years has my flight from L.A. to Seattle ever got canceled or even delayed okay take the same flight every fucking time gives me plenty i I, I land almost three and a half hours before game time okay so look this fog yesterday was a motherfucker so this show should be coming to you live from my hotel suite in seattle but fuck it we're here you know what i'm saying let's get this motherfucking show started Miles, Jordan, Lakey, let's go. This episode of BTB is brought to you by Hobbytron. That's Hobbytron.com. So yeah, there is a crazy toy shortage in the country right now. Retailers all over are reporting shortages in stock and empty shelves at their stores. Luckily, my boys at Hobbytron.com, they got millions of toys in stock ready to ship right here in L.A., ready to ship all over. Go to Hobbytron.com right now, okay? That's H-O-B-B-Y-T-R-O-N.com. Use promo code BALLER for 20% off your order. Have you ever seen a vitamin water display at your local store? It's like walking into an actual rainbow. Now, is it just me or are the flavors of vitamin water insanely attractive with titles like uh, energy, revive, focus, refresh, essential, power C, and triple X. It's so easy to pick a flavor to match your vibe. The Real Flex is flavor. Don't forget to check out our newest flavors, Gutsy Watermelon Peach and Look Blueberry Hibiscus. 
Behind the baller and vitamin water, always refreshing. Yo, listen, guys, we're going to switch shit up and get the Seahawks shit out of the way because it, it just, I lost my voice. You know what I'm saying? So I want to talk about this now. So look, I don't know about you guys, but most of the time, if I have something important to do the next morning, I will never shower. You know what I'm saying? That morning. I always shower the night before. Never in the morning. So like, you know, right when I wake up, I'm crisp. I'm up and at him. I ain't got to worry about shit. But yesterday was all kinds of fucked up. I knew by breaking that tradition, I've been doing this for years, decades. Okay. I showered yesterday morning at like 4 a.m. before my 7 a.m. flight, which again has never failed me. That shit fucked me up. But maybe it helped us. Maybe, you know, in some weird way it helped us win. I don't know. Shit had me angry as fuck. Get to the airport, park, do all my shit, you know. I get on the plane, bored at 6.26 a.m. And I'm just like tired. I'm settled in my seat, got my shit. I'm like, yo, I have like my whole routine, you know. Got my iPad, got my little plug, got my gum, got my all my shit I need. Okay, everything I need is right there. I got my order, my food ready to go. You know, first class, you usually serve you a dinner and everything. Oh, yeah, being a meal. By 6.50 a.m., I'm out. Meaning we don't even leave till 7, right? So I'm just, I was already knocked out. Didn't realize I fell asleep for almost two fucking hours. I've been so tired. Woke up at 8.45 and the plane was still at LAX. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Like, what's good? Everyone just kind of sitting there. In first class, people were kind of sitting there. The person next to me was sitting there. And I hear the captain say over the fucking loudspeaker, he's like, Sorry, we haven't left yet. Yes, uh, you know, um, we got pushed back again. So apparently he must have said like three different times, like, oh, the fog, fog's really bad, blah, blah, blah. We're going to leave it, you know, 745. We're going to leave it 845. Who knows? But he said, yeah, yet to, um, due to heavy fog, um, we haven't left yet. And, and I took, like, like the plane is docked, right? And the front door is open. They let people fucking, you know, deboard the plane. And so I get up and I walk over. I'm, the, I'm in row 1A, right? So I look over. I'm like, what the fuck? And the fog is thick. Like it's, you can't see shit. You can barely see the end of the plane, okay? The fog was thicker than Lizzo, right? So I'm like, okay, shit. It's about to be, this is fucked up. Like I'm panicking. Be like, oh, why'd you leave the day? Look, <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I'm not getting there and be like, oh, I got to rush to the game. Like I got time to kill. You know what I mean? I got like, you know, I told you I got over three hours pretty much to do what I need to do and get to the stadium to all that shit. I'm good. It's never had a problem before, right? A lot of people take that flight. Sometimes I don't stay and I take the flight back. I'm good. Don't even need a hotel. But I have my crib there, so I never had to worry about it, right? So start to hit my cousin and everyone who thought that I was coming and I had to say, yo, I might not make the game. And I always take this flight. You know, it lands at SeaTac at 9.30 a.m. That gives me, like, that. basically I get there. I don't have any check-in luggage. At latest, I get to my hotel at 10.15, okay, at the worst. I head to the hotel, uh, the stadium around 11.30. That's super early, so I could do some shopping, do my normal routine shit, get to say what's up to, like, my boy Mike Dixon and all the guys, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, get to see the players and just, you know, it was a Niners game, so I knew this shit was crazy. It was a lot of Niners fans there. It was weird. 
But um, if we didn't suck so bad, the Niners and the fucking, I'm sorry, and the Seahawks for sure, we would have never got flexed out of Sunday Night Football. Funny thing is, end up being the best game of ours this season, like crazy fucking game. You know, like really had everything. But at the same time, you know, I took a two-hour nap on a plane with a bad back. So I was in a badass mood. Like no coffee yet. I didn't want to take coffee before because you already know I got ulcerative colitis. I don't want to have the fucking take a shit on the plane, nothing right. So I don't want to drink any while I was on the plane. They offered like, oh, do you want some coffee, Mr. Yang? I was like, no, nah, I'm good. So low-key, I'm beginning to panic now, right? And like it's 9.15 a.m. now. And there is a 9.30 flight, but it wouldn't fucking matter because all the planes were fucking planted. They're just stuck there. No planes are coming in. No planes are going out. Air traffic control has this shit fucked up and the fog is terrible. I'm like, yo, man, we need to fucking get going. You don't think they'll listen to me. At this point, I just kind of was like, man, it's useless trying to argue, right? And the thing is, if we didn't leave, like if we weren't physically in the air by 945, I wasn't going to make it to the game, you know? And I don't do that late shit. I don't want to get to the stadium at one o'clock, try to run. I don't hate getting to the movies late. Like if, I, if I'm going to miss some previews, cool. But to miss the game, the kickoff, I don't want to miss the kickoff, you know? And, and, you know, I, I just, that's not me. I'm punctual. And the thing is, while I was asleep, the captain let people, like I said, deboard the plane, deboard the flight. So I'm sure, like, you know, sitting in coach isn't that fun. So you don't really want to walk around, get a sandwich, whatever, do sit, whatever. So basically, that would mean that just to reboard everybody on that plane would take another 30 minutes and all that. So I'm just like, you know, I'm just in a bad mood. I'm fucking pissed. I'm like, yo, I'm hitting people up. I'm like, yo. I can't fucking do this shit. Like, the only game I care about is the Niner game because I couldn't go to the one at Levi's because I'm banned for the stadium. So eventually, they canceled my flight. And then they diverted the people to another pretty empty flight. But a lot of people that were on my flight were fucked up worse than me because they had connecting flights to go to different cities. You know, some people were going to other places. They had to go see their family, whatever. So like I said, I wasn't openly upset or complaining out loud like I usually do like, I don't know, a couple years ago, pre-pandemic. So I call my cousin. I tell him, I say, yo, man, I cannot come. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to do that late shit. He's like, fuck it. Let's be late. Nah, you know. And of course, you know, because he wanted me to hang out after the game. We won. We would have been lit. Or that fucking DK and that Quandre, all them would have had us in the locker room. We'd been chilling and kicking it with the team. And uh, I was like, no, nah, man, it ain't going to happen, dog. So I, I want to force shit. I was in a bad mood. I didn't want to be in that energy. So I sent my cousin the tickets. I called my, my travel concierge and tried to salvage my hotel suite. You know, was lucky that they blessed me with a 50%. You know, 50% charge isn't that bad, especially because, you know, it was the day of. My room was ready. Like, my room was to be ready at 10.30. No one checks in at their hotel at 10.30. Every, most people, if, you're, if you ain't got no juice nowhere, you're checking in at 4 o'clock, okay? And this is a suite, so it's like, they got me ready. So I lost 50% of my hotel suite. Fuck it, right? The whole day was a wash. My ticket's gone. That's fucking like 800. Then the fucking first class plane town. I don't want to talk about that shit, whatever. But like, what makes me so mad, what makes me most mad was my dog, Quandre. We were talking before the game, talking yesterday. He's going to come to the seats to say, what's up to me? He said, what's up to my cousin? You know what I'm saying? Blitz, you know, the Seahawk mascot. He came up to my seats looking for me. My cousin told me, I wasn't there, you know what I'm saying? He said, you came up there, we'll say, what's up? 
And the thing that really, really got me was this was the game that I was supposed to meet DK Metcalf, like formally, and his uncle, who uh, I guess, you know, uncle's like a, a supporter fan of mine. I don't want to use the word fan, but his uncle wanted to meet me. And we planned this shit over a month ago. So I was salty. Like I was some Kiko man fucking soy sauce, red cap. Not the low sodium green cap. I was salty. I was that nice salty ass soy sauce. I was mad as fuck. I ain't gonna lie. Anyways, let's get to the game. From the opening kickoff, I knew shit was just off, right? Because this was our biggest, this is our biggest rival. And shit got cracking off top, like off the jump, off the rip. You know, we have no true benefit for this win, to win this game, except for the rivalry bragging rights, right? And also the biggest thing about this whole situation is we could hurt the Niners' playoff chances, right, with this L. And I knew we was going to win, though. And that's why I put a gang of money on, on the match. And you don't know the captain's picks had it something else, but you know what? I don't give a fuck. Like, this is something different with me. Plus, you got to remember, you know, we're hot and everything, right? Miles is also a diehard, you know, Niners fan. They felt it. I felt it a different way. I just felt like, nah, it ain't going to... Just from what I know from... from and I should have shared my information to them, but it didn't matter. But anyways, off top, Trenton Cannon, he got hurt and it looked bad. Like, shit was so bad when the ambulance drove up to the field. Like, you know, I was like, oh, shit, they got the ambulance driving on to Lumen. You know, fortunately, it was just a concussion. And so we like, you know, all right, here we go. Let's begin. Russ started out looking like dog shit. And I was like, oh, okay, no way. Wow, no way. Russ is playing like shit. He's still injured. Okay, great. You know, it's supposed to be off for eight weeks. Comes back in four. Well, look, overall, Russ looked a lot better at the end of the day. But this first drive, we're three and out. You know, with all the hype that's going on, we're out there, boom. The Niners defense off top look like a bunch of wild dogs. They're like a pack of hungry wild dogs that were going crazy. They had us fucked up. Field position sucked, everything. My man Michael Dixon is back there ready to punt. And boom, out of nowhere, we fake it. Snap it to my man Homer. Boom, touchdown. I went fucking crazy, okay? But that ain't shit because this game went fucking crazy all the way around. Like, this game was wild. Everything that could happen did happen. Interceptions, sacks, fucking safeties, bad play calling, bad coaching, bad follow-throughs, not following through on a fucking goddamn touchdown, letting George Kittle fucking just run 40-yard little tippy-toe shit right at the edge of the fucking goddamn fucking border. Come on, man. You know, like we, I can't believe Carlos Dunlap got a safety on point star Jimmy, which is rare. It's been a long time since I've seen a safety, right? But the highlight of this game was Gerald Everett. Okay. I called it out from jump. I don't fuck with dude, right? I'm like, don't give that motherfucker the ball. I said that shit several times. 20 minutes before, when he had his fuck, he, he didn't look at he didn't just fumble once. He didn't just fumble twice. He gave up the motherfucking ball three times. And two of those were absolute crucial turnovers on the fucking goal line. Like, the, the we, we've got the momentum our way. And you turn over the ball? You fucking fumble the motherfucking ball like that, dog? Look, terrible play calling by Pete off jump, whatever, cool. Doesn't matter. We got the win. We got the win because of other shit, not because of him. Okay, 
But we could have put this game away with a field goal. But then Everett gets that fucking, you know, that fumble. You know, I truly believe this should have been a 17-point win for us. We should have beat them by at least 17. But instead, we let the Niners stay in the game. Like that point after that the Niners missed, that PAT, that shit ended up fucking them up too. Because if they were able to score at the last play when it was fourth and goal, if they would have scored, they would have won the game. Not tied, they would have won. Okay? But it was shitty all over. It was the best game of our season for sure. Right? This was just excitement-wise everything. It wouldn't be Seahawks football without 10 heart attacks. I said it. But our W was warranted. Period. Fuck the cap. Stop all the new era cap. These Niners fans was talking about P.I. this. P. Man, we should have got. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Do you even know how many calls we did not get our way this season? Like, look, my heart does not go pity pat for no rat. Fuck them. I know Miles was pissed. Miles Davis, actual Dust Brothers Miles. But sorry, man. You know, it is what it is, you know. Porn star Jimmy, you know, I'm sorry. Warner was out. You know, Debo was out. Look, all's fair in loving football. We got injured motherfuckers too, right? It is what it is. Yeah, some dude in my comment called me that fucking word. Um, Kumunjan. Or Kumujin, whatever the fuck it is. It means like a it means old bitter man. <laughs> I look, looked up the fucking the definition. I was like, yo, I definitely fit that de definition. My mom left a comment. Thank God I deleted that shit. My mom was like, why the fuck are you wearing a helmet? And she wrote that shit half Korean, half English. Cause I made that crazy ass post, right? But look, okay. Guys, we're four and eight now. I think at best, at best, we can end this season at eight and nine. We ended at 9 8 and shit, you know, saves people. Fuck that. Highly doubt the playoffs is even a possibility. I'd rather rebuild the squad. Um, looks like Russ is probably going to leave. I don't know. If we get rid of the coach and then Russ stays, I mean, who knows? Right? I hear all kinds of rumors. Russ is going to the Niners. Russ is going to fucking Vegas. Russ is going to Atlanta. I don't know. All I know is my dog, Nino, aka Quandre Diggs, got his fourth interception. I was so fucking hyped. Um, I, I want. We need to pay this man his money. It was cool seeing Adrian Peterson just uh, that so quick. Traded, boom, gets the practice squad, boom, gets in the game. You know, he was the only one for a while trying, like he was giving a hundred percent. You know, he's an old dude. You know, but he got his TD. He got in the end zone. So he he ties. That was a landmark. Fuck, I mean, milestone. Fucking uh, touchdown. He tied Jim Brown for most touchdowns. That's a absolute fucking legend. Prayers to my boy, Prez, Jamal Adams. I hope his shoulder's okay. Uh, it's crazy. I talked to him earlier before the game. He seemed lit. You know, he's cool. But, yo, our defense looked good. It looked decent. Sorry. Yeah, we looked decent. I don't mind playing the role of the spoilers. You know, we had to let him know what time it was. Swept the motherfuckers. But, yeah, wild shit. Sucks, you know, because uh, I was going to the Texans game this coming Sunday, coming up, right? And uh, we we're going to film the TV show House of Ho there with my dog, Washington Ho. He was on the podcast before, right? But I'm going to film with him next month in Houston. I'm just mad, man. I was trying to go to Papa Do's and get some Vietnamese food in the South, uh, Southwest. You know, uh, Houston, all that shit. See my boy, Jimmy boy, all that. But look, man, 
can't go to Houston. I got the 20th annual Asian American Unforgettable Awards. This is a big deal. It's going on this Saturday. So, you know, I got to do my thug thizzle. Got to represent for the uh, AAPI thing. You know what I'm saying? Bringing my wife with me. And um, we're going to do the red carpet the whole night. You know, my wife wants to go out and dress up. And uh, I'm also one of the people that, that did the ballots and shit. You know, I did the voting for the awards. I was like one of the main people that, uh, I don't know what the fuck the title is. But, yo, I got a stylist. One of Nicolette's best friends. She's really good. Even though my wife is, my sister's a really good stylist. I just needed something different. And she gave me, she got me this suit. Asian designer. This shit is silk. Fucking this shit is saucy. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I'm excited to go to the show and show out. Okay. Um, I just, every time I go there, I bump into somebody I'm not really trying to fuck with. You know what I'm saying? I feel bad. I'm trying to be a nice person. So hopefully nobody from Blink Empire is there. Um, I'm just gonna do me. Now, I'm just thinking about what I said with fucking uh, House of Ho shit. I just realized, I said, next month, in regards to filming House of Ho, like, what the fuck? Because I told him I film in January. I forgot, it's fucking December right now. I'm tripping. Like, goddamn. November is, yo, November flew by like four bitches on their way to fucking Delilah in Nissan Altima. No cap, <laughs> shit is crazy. Like, it is fucking December. Fuck. You know what that means? That means that I got to give everyone some dope-ass gifts. Kids get all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? Fucking my wife gets all kinds. Everyone gets, guess what I get? Nothing. Not even like some real fucking like, oh my God, I couldn't imagine what my life without you. I'm not going to get mad about it. Fuck it. I'm blessed. I'm just saying. Like, it's crazy. But now I really want to talk about something important. Um, like society. The situation that's going on in our country right now. Like, we got real fucking issues right now. In our country. Um, yes, America. And I'm talking about Los Angeles is where I need to focus on because that's where I'm at. San Francisco too, right? These smashing grabs, these robberies, breaking enterings, this is the worst I've ever seen it in all my life. Home invasions are all-time high. Rest in peace to my boy Alex Avon's mom. Like, God damn, man, this is crazy. In Beverly Hills, in Truesdale Estates. The fact that cops are even telling people to give up their goods is fucking wild. Fuck you. In all my lifetime, I've never seen shit like this before. Melrose Avenue business is down like 70% overall from what the people, my boys own businesses there telling me. Like Melrose Ave went from crowded to dead. Fairfax, all that shit. People don't want to go there. They don't want to eat there. Motherfuckers are getting robbed at Hot Wings Cafe, getting robbed at Blue Jam Cafe. They don't want to shop there. Motherfuckers can't even go shopping. They see anyone with a fucking uh, Submariner and they're willing to risk their life over that stupid ass shit. People are scared to go walk down Melrose. There's so many jackings going on. I've never seen nothing like it. And I went to round two the other day. I was driving up Fuller. It's a street right there by, by, by Platinum Motorsport. And I'm driving from Beverly because I'm, you know, instead of uh, I was driving down Beverly from my store, made a left on Fuller. And I seen some cars parked in this residential area that were 1000% not supposed to be there. Be like, oh, why? You know, you fucking racist. People shouldn't be there. No, no, motherfucker. I ain't saying that. I'm going to tell you something. I was born and raised in this neighborhood. And it's a very highly predominantly Hasidic Jew neighborhood. Okay. So I see four motherfuckers smoking weed 
in a Benz looking like they up to no good. I know a motherfucker's just chilling here and there. That's cool. It could have been. I grew up here. I went to Fairfax High. You know, I seen these cars pulled over looking shady as fuck. People just waiting to jack fools. And I've seen it happen more often than not because I've witnessed it. So I'm sick of hearing the cap about, oh, it's because the laws are too soft and this and that, whatever, and red. And if the country was, shut the fuck up. If Cali was red. Look, fuck Newsom. Uh, anyone listen to this show know I don't like Lou Newsom? And yes, Gascon, he is a piece of shit. He is worthless. He sucks. Okay. So let, let's just say the laws were in order. And we gave 25 years for robbery and 100 times more harsher sentences and penalties for someone who commits these type of crimes. These kids don't give a fuck. Do not get it right now. They're not tripping. They're willing to take that risk. That's how hungry they are. That's how thirsty they are. Yes, kids. A lot of these dudes doing these stick-ups, smashing grabs and shit, they're in their mid-teens, 16, 17. And then their big homies... They're running these EDD scams. The EDD scam money is out. They was using their homies' uh, social security numbers in jail, making up to 25, 30 Gs a month. Using Some people were getting 200 bands a month because they had so many people. All that EDD money is gone, okay? It's crazy. What do they go buy with it? Louis and Gucci. Stupid as fuck, you know? They see these hot rappers rocking the latest and greatest. You know, they want a V-Lone shirt. They want fucking, you know, some Dior shit. They want a Dior jacket. They want these shoes. They want to wear the same shit these guys are rocking. You know, rocking. They want to floss. They want to flex on social media so they look cool. And they're lazy as fuck. These dudes don't want to do jobs. They want to just go out there and try to rob somebody. This shit's got to end. Because it's going to end the wrong way. And that video I posted of that Uber driver... That Uber Eats driver that fought back and shot them motherfuckers. Yo, that shit's going to happen more often than you think. I'm telling you. Okay. Protect yourself. Be smart. LA County just opened up their CCW applications about six months ago. You could legitimately apply for a concealed carry weapons permit if you don't have a felony. If you ain't got a fucked up shit, you better go find somebody who knows how to process these correctly, okay, and protect yourself. At the very least, go to your local gun dealer. Uh, practice your Second Amendment right, guys. Go get a gun, protect your home. Cops aren't even taking legal action towards shit any day, these days, okay? In fact, you know what? If you're legit, I'm being serious. I'm just letting you know. If you're legit and you have a legal registered gun, cops aren't even fucking taking the guns away. They're not even giving you a fucking ticket anymore. They're not writing people up who are legit, have no L's, got no felonies, nothing like that. If you are carrying a gun, you get pulled over for some shit, they ain't gonna take your gun away. Most likely just gonna let you go because they know what the fuck is going on right now. They know how bad shit is right now in LA. All right? Now, if some shit really goes down, you may have to deal with some civil consequences, right? If you do end up shooting someone. But hey, look, bottom line is, it's either your life or theirs. Okay? So act accordingly. But, Shameless plug, if you need a good gun shop in SoCal, go to Fowler Gun Room in Orange, California. Ask for Sean. Tell him that Ben Baller sent you. Look, they got the best gun shop in the country. I just picked up my 46th gun from them. 46 guns from them alone. Not the guns I've bought over the years from anywhere else, okay? 
just copped a brand new Benelli 12-gauge semi-automatic shotgun. That bitch is tits. Benelli, if you don't know, guys, that's like the Ferrari of shotguns. The shit is incredible. But, yo, mouth is getting dry. Um, trying to rest my voice and try to get it back. You know what I'm saying? Real quick, yo, it's time to pay some bills. Uh, Miles, hit me one time, sir, with that good Lakey. Uh, FYI, guys, he is no longer going by Lakey-inspired, just Lakey. We will talk about it in a little bit. We'll be right back, guys. I love to explore new wines, but I'm not always sure what to get. First Leaf winemakers sample 10,000 wines a year across five continents in 12 countries and select only the best bottles for the club. They create a custom wine print for each member and maps their vast portfolio of wines to each person's unique taste preferences once you take their five-minute quiz. The more wines that you rate, the more each shipment is personalized to your taste. There are no contracts or cancellation fees, and if you're not happy with the wine you receive, First Leaf will give you a credit towards your next shipment for a risk-free way to explore an endless array of world-class wine. Celebrate your special firsts and moments that count with First Leaf, the wine club designed to help you discover new wines you'll love. Personalize your taste and deliver to your door. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 with free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash baller. That's tryfirstleaf.com slash baller for six bottles of wine for $29.95 with free shipping. Here's a toast to firsts. May you enjoy them with the people you love from the first sip to the last. Try firstleaf.com slash baller. When the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or are just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes. The truth is that ED is really common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some sort or form of erectile dysfunction. Go to GetRoman.com slash baller now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get 15% off your first month of treatment. Take care of your ED without even leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of your ED. Go to GetRoman.com slash baller today, and if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. Glasses start at only $95, including prescription lenses. Try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses to try on at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. 
ships free, and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash baller. Get yourself a new pair of frames at warbyparker.com slash baller. What's up, guys? We're back. Oh, man, my back is fucking killing me. Um, I was supposed to get my booster shot this past week. But that place I usually go to is like fully booked up. And that shit's actually getting harder to get than I thought it'd be. Right? The the regular vaccine shit was easy for me to get. I got my wife hooked up here and there. But look, I ain't doing no other booster shot. It's got to be the Pfizer shot, period. And this Omicron, is that how you pronounce it? I don't even fucking know. This Omicron variant, like, it ain't really pressing me like that. But I just want to get a fresh, you know, booster shot one time. Just in case, you know, <laughs> um, I don't know why fools make this vaccine shit political. Like the way fucking Eric Clapton is talking all this shit because he's rich and doesn't like to be told what to do. Like, motherfucker, you think I like being told what to do? <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? Eric Clapton actually took the vaccine. I know this from a very good friend of mine who, who's told me, but like, it's crazy. I know a few people who are hardcore about that shit is crazy. But anyways, a lot of people I know who who talk shit about the vaccine, they took it, right? But anyways, fuck that, all that bullshit. Look, you know what's cool? I um needed some allergy medicine and some other medicines refilled and stuff or anything. So, you know, I called him my doctor, Dr. Abe. He has a company called Concierge MDLA. This is not an ad. Some real shit. I actually use this dude. He's my real, real doctor. Did a physical with him the whole nine. Makes house calls. But he didn't make a house call this time. He did this shit over fucking FaceTime. It was fucking amazing. Did a FaceTime call. Got my prescriptions filled over FaceTime. Called the pharmacy. Had me taken care of. All right? My little special pharmacy down the street right in Beverly Hills. Beautiful. It was actually really dope to, to see my doctor via FaceTime. It was really cool. If you live in LA and you need a doctor, you don't want to leave your crib, you want some COVID tests, whatever, hit up Concierge MD LA. They're the shit. Um, so my wife and kids are in Lake Arrowhead right now as we speak. They're, they should be coming back today. But they're chilling with Nick's grandma and uh, Mamita. Mamita's getting kind of old. She's getting up there in age, you know what I'm saying? So... You know, my wife wants the kids to really have this relationship with their and great. And they planned this trip a long time ago. So, you know, I was supposed to be in Chicago. I mean, I was supposed to be in fucking, oh my God, Jesus Christ. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Supposed to be in um, in Seattle. There's a lot going on this weekend, man. So, you know, they're in Lake Arrowhead. And uh, I got my rest in. Because it was kind of weird. It was like, I had the whole house to myself. And... um it was weird. And I, I, I could go out, do things, not have to worry about a babysitter or nothing. It was kind of crazy. It was a, it was the first time in two years that I had the whole house to myself. And the house was completely clean because the housekeeper, you know, kept everything good. And I had no worries, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was getting my rest. It was a trip. Um, I don't know if you guys know. I think Virgil's funeral was supposed to be yesterday. Not sure if they pushed it back, but it was in Chicago. I just got so much going on. I just, I'm shooting a commercial this week again. So I was like, man, and I know, look, there's no excuses, but it's like, you know, like, it is what it is. Uh, Saturday night, 
I went to the Chateau Marmont to have dinner with my Creptec fam and um, my boy Steve Blasi, my boy Mark Hannon, and we uh we start off on conversations talking about golf because they play golf too, right? And I'm just randomly talking about my TaylorMade collab, and the table right directly next to ours. This was coincidentally two girls who work in the golf industry. One of them being a writer for Golf Digest. It was crazy. So we ended up talking. Girl knows my agent, knows fucking uh, uh, all my people at, at TaylorMade. It was crazy. Anyways, sat down my boys from England, from the UK, and we're planning on the next BBDTC Crep collab because it's been two years since I've done London, Dubai, all that shit. So we're going to figure out another collab in London, something big right before summertime. And then I got a collab in Qatar and possibly Saudi Arabia and possibly Russia. So Crep is doing big things. Always great to catch up with my Crep fam. You know what I'm saying? Uh, also get some of that spaghetti bolognese. I told you so delicious. It's just delicious. Legit as fuck. And by the way, guys, the chateau is always a scene. Like if you go there Monday through Sunday, it doesn't matter. You're always going to see either a powerful Hollywood mogul if you go there for dinner or you're going to see an A-list celebrity. Period. It's just that's the way it is. Okay. And I noticed these two girls. They're on a double date. They're taking pics. They're like using flash and shit. And there are some there are some big celebrities sitting behind me. Like huge celebrities sitting behind me. And um, people are like, why don't you fucking say who it is? I'd just rather not. So these girls start taking pics, using flash and everything. You know, just really not acting how people act at Chateau Marmont, right? And I think they're on a double date because these dudes are like, whatever. And I could tell these dudes are kind of getting bummed out. And they're trying to get a perfect picture and like capture the whole essence of the shit. And it was fucking up the vibes. I could notice it. I just, just seen it with their dudes, with the dinner and everything. And it's like, I'm talking about, they attempted 15 flash shot pictures. It's dinner time. I'm like, come on, like, like sis, yo, chill. Like, I really wanted to say this to them. Like, like yo, enjoy the food. Enjoy the moment. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no IG restaurant. Like, this is a chateau, man. This is a fucking iconic Hollywood landmark. And these girls were so worried about keeping up, like, their Instagram aesthetic, like, that they were ruining the mood. And that's just some weird shit I just see more than nothing. Like, yo, fuck the pics. Why don't you actually have a good time instead? And you know what I'm saying? Keep that shit in your mental Rolodex. It's just, it's crazy. Last night was my bro... Tall's 40th birthday party. Tall is one of my oldest, realest homies in the last 16 years. I've known him my entire career as a jeweler. Um, great dude. Lives in Vegas now. Runs a few nightclubs. Works for the billionaire, um, the billionaires, the Fertitta brothers. But no joke, my boy Tall is from O'Gara. He's, he's from O'Gara Hills, but he's been down with the real graffiti shit, right? He's been kind of low-key part of the Lincoln Park family he introduced me to Aaron, who's the CEO of, um, president of, of Network App. And uh, Aaron owned ComplexCon. He owned Agenda. And Tall's plugged me with a bunch of people. And we've been through a lot of shit together. So it was good to see a bunch of the homies last night. Uh, there was a roast. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. A lot of people were there. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of people were there. It was good to see people, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I didn't get him anything. So um, I'm sure most of you guys know, you know, I have half my family's Jewish. So, you know, I fuck with all the Hebrew shit, all the Jewish religious shit. And um, I have a Hamza I never take off my neck. 
So I was like, fuck this. My boy tossed me Israeli. I take the Hamza right off my neck and I give to him. Fuck it. I love you, Tall. Here's to 40 plus more years, bro. Mazel tov and happy Hanukkah. Okay, guys. So we're going to get into some shit. <laughs> I don't know if some of y'all forgot, but I didn't forget. We're going to get into some shit. Fuck McKenna Porsche. Fuck McKenna everything. When they got BMW, all that shit. Fuck McKenna dealership in Norwalk, California on Firestone. Fuck them. All right, let's get into it. So on Friday, the 26th of November, which was just over a week ago, my 2022 992 Turbo S was supposed to be delivered to my house. It was actually the first 2022 911 Turbo S in California. All right, definitely one of the first first three in the country. And in fact, you know, the car was en route to my house while I was having breakfast with my wife down the street. Okay. I get a call from my broker, you know, and I'm thinking like, you know, it's my boy, Michael Gunsberg. I'm thinking he's going to tell me like, yo, we're on the way, you know, what's good, what's popping, whatever. Or just, just give me an update. But instead, he tells me that there's an issue with Porsche Financial and they can't get around it. So I'm not really tripping. I'm just like, look, dude, it ain't no big deal. Uh, you know, I can buy the car, fuck it. But, you know, I don't want to fuck up the tax. Let's find a different bank. What, what's, what's going on? So now, usually with a car company like Porsche, Ford, Bentley, for any anything, Ferrari, any car company that has its own financing, their rates are always going to be the best and the lowest. It's just, it's it's a known fact, right? Unless you have like a credit unit. So I'm not talking about high dollar cars, you know what I'm saying? Quarter million and up. So for those of you who have no clue about shit, if you can, you always want to lease a new car to write it off. Especially if you're incorporated, you know what I'm saying? Especially a fucking exotic car. Just to save on taxes is a huge deal. Now, of course, without any issues, with ease, I could have just financed the car directly, right, and bought it. Or I could have just wrote one check and bought it outright. And that's not the issue. Like, it, that wasn't, you know, something I wanted to do because then I'm writing an entire check and I could be using that money for something else. Then I lose all that money on the taxes. Just It just, you know, I don't want to fucking send it to Montana, all that shit. Look, I said, you know what? Don't trip. It's all good. Fuck it, Mike. Let's find another bank. It's all good, okay? Another bank's going to lease to me. It's all good. Don't trip. So think about it. I'm probably not going to have this car for over six months. I'm definitely not going to have this car for over a year. And I love that Turbo S. Right, I love my Turbo S. You know the one I have right now. Anyways, I realized, you know, I, I was like thinking about. It. I was like, look, I have a 796 FICO score. I check it every other day. I got millions that I make a year documented. My salary is documented, and the credit people know. Then I got millions in the bank, liquid, right? And I got millions in real estate, equity. So how the fuck is there a discrepancy with Porsche Financial? And they tell me it's from 21 years ago. 21 years ago? The fuck is you talking about? If there was a discrepancy, if there was a fucking derogatory shit on my credit, I wouldn't even be able to get a crib. I'm going to get fucking, no fucking $16 million crib in San Francisco. What the fuck is you talking about? Make it make sense. Now look, I've copped six Porsches since 
right? In that 21 years, okay? Too recently with Porsche Financial. But look, my, my fucking 2021 99 Turbo S, which is a quarter mil, and my wife's 2021 Turbo S, which is over 200. So like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm already on Porsche Financials. I'm already in the system, okay? So this is where it gets like real spooky. The general manager of McKenna dealership, his, his name his name is uh, Eric Schwartz, no big deal. He's like Ken Norton Jr. Like he calls plays, but he doesn't have no juice, right? He don't run shit. The owner, whose name is Danny McKenna, is an old piece of shit. He's the one who runs the place, and he's kind of like, I don't give a fuck. I do what I say, but he's like one of the, just a fucking loser, all right? Doesn't want to do square biz. And so now McKenna Porsche has fallen into the realms of the infamous Auto Gallery out in Woodland Hills. Auto Gallery Porsche was ran by scumbags, Harry Gray, biggest scumbag in the car business. And guess who the GM was at Auto Gallery? Yep, Eric Schwartz. Now, I don't necessarily got a direct problem with Eric. You know, he does, he's a puppet. But Auto Gallery was a real scumbag dealership. And they fucked me. Got me some cars here and there. But look, everything seemed honky-dory. Until the math and all the fucking logic did not add up. Okay. Guys, peep this out. Prior to that bullshit, my first Porsche was a Carrera C4S, okay? 996, okay? Forget all that. I've had a Carrera GT, a 2005 Carrera GT, okay? I've had three GT3 RSs. Two of them were paint to samples. I've had one GT2 RS, and I've had a Porsche 918, Okay? Just that right there, just that right there is, oh, let's see, one, two, that's almost $4 million in Porsches. And now I have a half million dollars in Porsches with Porsche Financial. So what, what's up with the cap? Okay. For two, three days, they try to tell me that they're going to hit up Porsche Financial headquarters in Germany or whatever, see what's good, and then check out some other options. So I'm like, yo, look, tell them who the fuck I am. They know what kind of cars I got. What's the problem? So then they say they try Chase Bank and they try U.S. Bank. Both banks I have excellent, I have excellent history with, okay? In fact, I have current shit with each bank. In fact, for Chase, I have millions of dollars in the bank with them. My business, I have and co-banks with Chase. I have the highest credit card limit in Chase's history. Yes, me, no cap. Okay. This guy, Eric, tells me I got declined by both banks. I'm like, okay. So I got three inquiries now, right? It, this doesn't make no sense. And then the owner of the dealership actually has his own financing. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. Maybe the dudes make some money off the financing, whatever. So the GM asks him, even my broker asks the owner, Danny McKenna, asks his son. He's like, yo, what's good? Let's get Ben financed through your, your, your own bank. And the dude's like, eh, nah, we can't do this lease. We don't want to do this lease. So a couple more days go by. My broker, Mike, he's like, he's solid as fuck. He gets me approved by Midway Leasing. And at a better rate 
than anything else that we were looking at. It was better than the Chase rate, better than the U.S. Bank rate. That supposedly declined me. Okay. So I'm like low-key over it. I'm like, fuck this car. Fuck McKenna. You know, I'm not going to the podcast to slant or whatever. I'm here to just say the facts. Okay. But I think about it. I'm like, look, I got my plaid. I got the Senna. You know what I'm saying? We got the Porsches. I got my fucking RV. I got cars. I'm not tripping. Right? Okay. I got an SF90 Spider coming. I got my Cybertruck if that motherfucker comes next year. I got fucking Rolls Royce calling in an order. Like, I don't need this car. I ain't tripping. But now I'm upset because I got all this other shit on order, right? And I could be a huge asset to McKenna Porsche, but, you know, these guys are on some fucked up weirdo shit. They don't get it, and it's like old, like real old fashioned. So my broker tells the dealer that I got to prove via midway leasing. So let's get it done. What time can Ben get the car? You know what? Whoop! I calm down. The owner, cocksucker Danny McKenna, says, "Uh, no. We don't want to work with them. We don't want to sell a car to midway leasing, and we won't sell them a car." Then I start to realize, you know what? I know they're not tripping on me getting this car for sticker because I've got almost all my Porsches at sticker, especially, you know, what's going on. So the MSRP is what I'm talking about. Right now, people are paying $100 over sticker. There's not even G-Wagons coming out until 2023. That is not a joke. You are not going to get a G63 until 2023. And then even then, it might be 100 over. But the game is starting to get all fucked up, okay? Now, me paying MSRP is normal for someone of my status and my history of how many cars I buy, okay? So the head of Midway Leasing says, they won't sell me the car? What the fuck? That's bullshit. They're not going to sell us the car. Is that what they told you? Well, let me tell you. We just bought 50 Porsches for that dealership. Maybe I should cancel this fucking deal until they approve you. I was like, nah, I don't do all that bullshit, whatever. So now I figured out, right? They got somebody they want to sell this car to. Somebody must decide. They keep convincing me out of this bullshit. Once they had that bullshit Porsche thing, which I don't even know, whatever, you know, they probably about to get 50 to 60K over for my car, right? Really shady ass, shade tree business. So a few days ago, I say, fuck this shit. I'm going to call my bank direct. So I called Chase. I said, can you put me in with the, you know the head, head supervisor that handles car leasing? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know the person. Okay, do me a favor. Put me with the supervisor, whoever's the boss there that does the car leasing and financing for cars for Chase Bank. So I end up getting into this dude. I'm on the phone for fucking 11 minutes. And he says, Ben, give me all your info. I give it to him. He goes, Ben, you didn't get declined. You're good. What are you talking about? What, what, what's the deal? I'm like, you know what, bro? Thank you so much. I hang up on him. I know the U.S. Bank situation is even better. Because I'm, I'm Gucci with them. Like six cars paid off. I got a car with them right now. So at this point, I'm furious. I'm like, absolutely fuck McKenna in every which way. That's just fucking greedy ass business. Okay. 
you guys already make a lot of money on each car that you get from Porsche. I know there's a shortage and all that. that. Stop the bullshit. You guys have enough cars, okay? And because the market is so high and inflation is so fucked up, and really, the market is slightly going down, okay? They're trying to milk it. Don't milk it with me. Milk it with some goofball dupe motherfucker who needs to pay his dues. Not somebody who's been in the game. Not somebody where you guys could gain so much more business had you fucking utilized my marketing expertise and have me as your marketing guy, okay, with the cars that I got from you guys. And my history, man, that shit, my car history supersedes itself. So look, fuck Hunt and McKenna, fuck Danny McKenna, Fuck every McKenna dealership, everyone who fucking has any kind of authority there. Look, goofy, corny, scumbag pieces of shit. You know, I post that thing on my Instagram stories, and that was just the beginning, a little small of it. Now people get the whole story. It was way too much to write on there. But they disable their comments. I'm telling you right now, I bet you they're going to have to keep the comments off because I'm going to keep putting my foot on their bitch-ass necks, Okay. Ferrari, Bentley, Rolls-Royce, they would never do this. Never. And they wouldn't fucking do it. They would figure this out. This is stupid. That McKenna's doing this stupid-ass shit. So that's the story, y'all. That's it. Over their greedy asses, trying to make $50,000, $60,000 on a car. Not only that I ordered, I personally ordered, I spec'd it out completely, submitted it, right? Gave them a deposit. And they're, they probably sold it already. It's crazy. I should get money for whatever they sold it for because I spec the car. It's just real greaseball ass business. You know, like it is really just some real scumbag shit. And even the new 992 GT3 prices are like, they're not going for what they think that they can get. It's a joke. And the real customers, they're going to see this and they're going to take their business elsewhere. So again, fuck McKenna. You go see the, go on their page. Do the fucking shit with the, you know, the fucking Google fucking uh, reviews, Yelp, whatever. They're just fucking shitty ass dealership, all right? So I don't want to talk about that shit, man. To lighten up the mood, uh, <laughs> not really shit. <laughs> I watched this documentary called Astro World Concert from Hell. Watched it on Wednesday night. And by the time I woke up on Thursday, you know, I wake up early as fuck. Wake up at 6 a.m. By Thursday morning, that shit was already pulled. And people say, oh, the backlash from the internet is what did it. It's too soon, blah, blah. Now, fuck that shit. That's 100% cap. Travis's legal team probably definitely put some pressure. Added on, said, man, fuck that shit. Like, you know, they were tripping. Listen, I watched that shit, and it was dry as fuck. It was nothing new. Um, I mean, it was informative, but it didn't give me any new information that I didn't already know, right? Travis Scott's entire team is guilty, negligent, you know, of, they were negligent of any real safety issues. They didn't give a fuck. What I was surprised about was how they're able to get so many victims to talk and how they're able to piece together all the footage that they got. Footage you never see on Instagram, like different shit. That was cool. Well, not really cool, but you know, it was just weird. And the movie was the fucking documentary, whatever. It was just for clickbait. I'm sure they were just, you know, I'm sure a gang of people watching the shit, but I don't know. Corny. Um, brand new episode of Ghost. Uh, Power Book 2 just dropped. 
Tariq is trying to get in some shit. It was fire. Episode three, I think. Yeah, episode three shit was fire. Uh, so definitely, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I look forward to that shit every Sunday. Uh, last night before Tall's birthday party, I watched the Javante Davis fight. Javante uh, uh, versus Cruz. I forgot what the fuck dude's name was. But yo, dude was not bad. Okay. That fight last night was all right. But Tank looked real sloppy. No joke. He won. Was it five to seven or some shit? He, what, what, it was, I forgot what the fucking final scorecards were. But he, he barely won. I ain't going to lie to you. That motherfucker ain't no slouch, Cruz. So, you know, I don't know. It could have went out of the way. And uh, for a minute, some people's cards had Cruz up. So, I don't know, man. It's some bullshit. Just saw that they released the, the 30 under 30 Forbes list. Let me tell you something. That shit is all cap. Sick of this shit. There's 30 categories, 30 people under 30. Fuck all that bullshit. Look, shout out to my people that are on there. You know what I'm saying? Say some dudes from FaZe. Uh, my boy Kyle from Happy Dad and, and Full Send and all that. But look... It's like bullshit. Like 30 under 30 in each category. No, fuck that. Okay? Should be the top 50, the Forbes 50, the Forbes 100, and it should be one list overall. But it's like there's so many fucking things you get to be like, it's fucking 30 people under 30, right? And they choose like fucking 20 categories, 10 categories. Bullshit. What I miss about Forbes is there used to be the Forbes 500 and it was global. They didn't give a fuck. Okay, there wasn't 10, 20 categories. There wasn't North America, Alaska, or fucking, I'm sorry, the, uh, fucking Antarctica, Russia, Asia, whatever. There used to be the Forbes 500. Malcolm Forbes had the 500. And guess what? If you didn't fucking submit your info, you couldn't submit your fucking info. They had drug dealers in there. There were cartel bosses in the Forbes 500. It, just had, it was just crazy. You know, it was just, I don't know. Anyways, yo. That's it for today's show, guys. Gave you guys an hour of some heat. Please don't forget to do your homework, guys. Please do not forget to remind your friends about this show and tell them to subscribe, please. That's the only homework assignment I got for you guys, all right? You see our brother podcast, I Am Rappaport, now has video. So video's gonna come because Miles and Jordan have figured this shit out. And uh, I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. All right. We are less than a week away from my merch drop this Saturday with Shaka. It's going to be fucking amazing. I love it. I wear this shit every day. And um, very soon, we have a very special guest coming on BTB. None other than the very talented musician himself, Mr. Lakey. Yep. Lakey is dropping a new album soon. So uh, I want you guys to hear the man's, you know, I want you to hear him speak. He can talk. He's a good dude. You know, talk about his past, how he came up, his plans. Uh, speaking of Lakey, yo, Lake, <laughs> take us out of here, fam. All right, y'all. I love you guys, man. Peace.